Good morning. Happy Monday. Welcome back to Living in the Moment. Today we have a bit of a hybrid episode, which is fitting considering with the world that we are living in, our business is actually operating as a hybrid model. We are joining two of our recurring series, our Path to Caribou Culture and our Running Remote series. We are joined by Stephanie, Miriam, and Anna, plus a slight guest appearance by our fearless leader, Lori. And we talk about how we successfully shifted our culture from in-person being with each other every day to forming connections remotely through screens. If you've gotten to know our moment makers through our Celebrate Your Journey series, you've heard a ton of stories and feelings of how they are a part of a family here, how they love the culture, and it's a great place to be. And mind you, majority of these moment makers were actually hired in a remote setting. So I couldn't wait to dive into what it was like to have our culture thrive in this kind of an environment. Let's get to it. Here is Living in the Moment. So we, it's a good segue, at least for my train of thought, because we talked about this yesterday, but we started the 2014 shift into caribou culture um, and really engaging our people into that purpose and that meaning of what they do. So 2016, it was officially launched up and running, off they go. 2020 comes around and we have to shift again. So just when we've settled into this nice little niche, so to speak, of our culture and our engagement, we have to come up with something entirely new, and that's Living TLS at Home, Living TLS being our culture, at home being now a remote um, area. So how did that entire thing come about? What was the conversation like? Because, of course, the focus at the time would have been getting people actually set up at home. Um, So how did we then shift it to be a, a focus on the culture at home? Yeah, I, I can start this off because I, I think it it's really started after we got everybody, you're right, in their homes. And then we were kind of all proud that we did that and then realized we didn't know what they were doing. Like we got them out. Everything's done what we needed to get done. Uh, we don't know what people are doing, but they're in their homes. And um, so it really quickly shifted uh, in working with on and Miriam on how do we monitor them? How do we um, communicate with them? And after we kind of work through those, it's like, now what do we do with our culture? Because our culture was heavily based on being in the office together. It was built off of Monday Madness being games in the office where you could see it being played and, and you had this feeling of something happening and people could watch. Uh, and you could no longer do that because... Um, everybody was in their homes. So it was, it was really like, how do we take what we were doing and try to create that in the home, which I I know for myself, it was a concept that was kind of like, I'm not sure if we can do, if we can match what we could do. Um, would you guys say the same to that? I think, um, my, well, my experience when we went remote, um, it was tough obviously because we were in a, area of like being with each other, close to each other. Every single second you were able to see something, not as in like monitor or control, but just being in an environment that everything was in front of your face. It was easy. And all of a sudden when we successfully moved away, that was a big achievement, number one, obviously. And then we knew that they're there. We just didn't know a lot of things, how it was happening, like Steph mentioned. But uh, my experience was that the staff, myself and 
on and we were just getting on calls and the trust was there. The encouragement from staff was there that what should we do, what we can do. I personally never felt that we can't do it. I just felt that we should have been more open-minded, think about things, think out of the box, what we can do type of thing. So that those were the initial thoughts when we went remote after just moving. Um, I myself did not believe first that it was pandemic. So to me, it was just an unreal thing when it was happening. Mm-hmm. And when the oh, staff said yeah. that we have to move and I was like, I went to on, I was like, what pandemic? I've seen enough. I'm not going to deal with pandemic. This is not going to happen. <laughs> we'll, we'll see you in a week. <laughs> and she also agreed. She was like, yeah, I don't think anything is happening. But it actually did. But when um, I saw the effort that we all put to move everybody uh, remote, which we did, and then the same day, I think I myself went to get sanitizers from Walmart and there was nothing on the shelf except Windex. <laughs> so we picked Windex just because it was there. And then it was becoming real that it's happening. But um, I think the biggest part for me, the positive was that we were able to move everybody successfully. That kind of took a lot from our shoulders in a way of like, what are we going to do? Then after that, it was just a matter of like, how well can we function and move around? And obviously we had to think out of the box a lot of times to see those. It's funny, I just picked up a Lysol wipe this morning and I was like, remember the days we couldn't even get these? <laughs> I, I have one thing to add. I feel that living TLS and the culture that we have, I, and keep in mind that I was fairly new to the company when we went remote. It had been, what, a year and, or so that I was a supervisor at the time and I was a moment maker for just a few months. I felt the culture. It was always here, like on my face, but it, I was starting to actually uh, work as part of creating the culture. It was fairly new, but I feel we became even more intentional on our culture after we went remote. Mm-hmm. So despite all the challenges we had, I think it had a positive impact in our culture and how we work on it and the things we do for it. It's, it's not just there because it's not on our face. We have to stop and intentionally act on it. And I feel that it has a positive impact and we can see that on the moment makers, even ones that are higher remote, right? I, th- I would say a lot of the feedback that I do get is from those that were hired remote because mm-hmm. they do feel it the most. I think because we put such an emphasis, but at the time, where was it, where was the importance? Or I guess how important was it in the grand scheme of things? So. The biggest important is is placed on actually functioning and actioning our interactions and serving our brands. So where does this fall in that um, in that spectrum of importance? Was it just so that we could communicate with them? Was it so that they could still feel a part of something? I would assume yes, but yeah, I like so it's important. I mean, it's our culture is. Um, if we don't have our culture, then we're not able to deliver to our brands the way we want to. So I would say our people and and the way we interact with each other and our culture sets the stage for the service delivery that we do. In the moment, in, the, in that pandemic, there were all sorts of moving parts, though. So it's really difficult to, to say which which one was important because we had technology to deal with. We had... Um, you know, layoffs, unfortunately, were coming that we had to do because all of our volumes were dropping. Um, we had p- 
people trying to get used to working in a remote role. So it was like, in my feeling, it felt like a year of just climbing up a mountain with everything that we had to do. Um, the the culture component, though, like Miriam and Anna were on the phones. I would say what felt to me like 24-7 yes. talking to our people because the only option we had at that time was just to do what we, what the basic was, and that was to keep the connection. And the connection was, uh, that we had in the office was in person. Therefore, the connection that Miriam and Anna were doing were um, via voice to try and create that that other connection. Um, there was there was different, like it's, it's interesting. It's not a, this is what we saw, this was the plan. It was fix after fix after fix after fix. About a year long, um, channels and teams were created. The work from home, um, the <clears throat> what's the other one? The Monday mad rituals. madness. Like the establishing rituals. Establishing rituals. It was uh, for the brand delivery side. We met weekly. We had a huddle every week. Mm -hmm. um, and at, at the start, we actually huddled that was daily. daily. Yeah. It was a daily huddle. Um, which became our ritual and, um, and it was divide and conquer is, is what it was. And Miriam and Anna were the, um, culture generators mm -hmm. through that time. I feel that when you think about TLS and when you think about our why, because people can treat people better, that's what we saw. When Steph says that we were just like responding to what was coming or, and it was a year that we were basically reacting to what was happening and acting as things were, not that much of planning. Um, but because we care so much and we do, that's why we're able to do it so greatly. And it, at the end, it was very good, but it's because above everything, it was how much we cared about the people and our people and each other. Because that was something that we could we could feel during the everything that was happening, right? Very true. At the same time, I feel now that I have a bit of time that we can think of what happened because there was a time that you were just going. <laughs> and I think um, the best part that for me was now when I look at it that there were moments that Normally, we always plan for something, and there's always something. If this happens, we'll do this, we'll do that. And obviously, pandemic didn't give us that much opportunity. I feel that we were great in, in the moment, creating an idea and going with it. But I do also remember that because we were doing everything, going to drop something for them or talking to them constantly on the phone, and staff usually reminding us, don't get so too close. You cannot just see them in person. Make sure to follow this process or that process. There was a voice of that too at the same time that how can we do it properly? But the main focus was, because I uh, myself used to say, how can we make them feel that nothing has changed despite of being in the change? That was our main focus. So staff is right. We were on the phone constantly. Uh, we were also not only, it was not just because we cared about them also, it was a big shift for a lot of them too. So it was a huge change. I don't think Anna and myself even thought for a minute about what we think at that moment, because our main focus was like, what can we do to support and help them to go through this change? And I'm looking at it now, I think that we did a pretty good job. But I, I think it was important for us too. Yes. It was like it was huge for us not having 
the in-person contact that we had, and we found ways to work around it to keep this connection because that's what actually keeps us going. Like, we are all, I would say, how is this expressed? Like, we like dealing with people. Like, we like people, right? So keeping this connection was vital for Merriam and I, I think, too, and for everyone here, but for because we deal with the moment makers all the time, it was vital for us to have our energy, too. Right. Like, that's how we get energized. That's how we get inspired. So... I remember that initially when it started, we started from, like, Zoom talking to each other to move it to, like, karaoke nights. Like, what did we not do? Like, just to get people engaged <laughs> and talk and have an idea of, like, oh, today is Friday, let's just do this, or um, sharing your exercise or whatever that could be possibly there. Um, example, Friday dance parties. That was a thing that, okay, we still have to continue and do this and how actually make people to don't feel that it's not there anymore. So there were a lot of little pieces, but it's still like thing that we successfully moved them one piece by piece. Um, the main goal I would say for us was like how to keep it alive. So we never, I think, well, we never thought of it in a way of how can we uh, not do it. It was just like we are going to continue to go with it without a plan, but a good energy and something that I, we know that we can do it. Very and organic. it happened. Yeah, yes. it's very genuine. Mm -hmm. It is. It was us. built in us. Yes. yes. Did you notice any? Um, there's going to be a change in engagement, but did you notice any drastic change, good or bad, of engagement? Yeah, I mean, there's always, um, like, there's always. Not everybody is the same, right? Everybody are individuals, and you have people that are highly engaged. They um, are more extroverted. I would say it's more on the extroverted side, where I just think it was easier uh, for that change and to switch it into more of the remote world. Um, but for the people that don't normally engage in activities or are on the more introverted side, um, I think we lost a little bit of engagement from there because they weren't even witnessing some of the things that were going on. So when you create like your, your what's up Wednesday call or your Friday dance party, they actually have to join versus just sit in the background and see it happening. Uh, so I do feel that there was a little bit of a loss there. Um, but our team's channels, I, I think our people uh, also drove the culture through the team's channels because even though they're work related, if you read through them, they're just chatting about stuff, yeah. right? That they would yeah. when you're sitting next to next to everyone. So I think that um, our people kind of fixed that or brought those others into the mix so that they could still see what's happening without actually having to like um, attend anything. I, I don't know if that makes sense. It like does. they have to seek it out. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think that saved it as well. And I do want to mention that I, like, um, when Anna mentioned genuine, like, our culture is heavily based on our natural tendencies and our values. And I would say before the pandemic, we had done, we had done a lot of work on identifying our culture, on identifying the wording. Um, and I think that if we hadn't done that work, it might not have been as easy for us. 
from a whole, um, it would have been, it, they would have, we would have still been doing the same because it's a genuine, it's a, it's a tendency we have, but <clears throat> on a whole, everybody was speaking that same language. And they wouldn't have been if we hadn't rolled out our living TLS or all of that work that we did. So I think that was a huge um, piece to help us along the way. It was that common sense of purpose. Yeah. That's right, yeah. And I feel that that's what allowed us to be very intentional when we are yeah. working on the culture remotely. I want to quickly jump ahead because I only have stuff for five more minutes, but I'll make it less than that. Um, is there <laughs> anything... I know we're working through this as a team, but is there anything that you can think of or have you already given any thought to how it's going to become a hybrid living TLS at home as we become that hybrid? Yeah, like there has been some thought given. Um, <clears throat> it's really hard right now because we're waiting to understand what our hybrid does look like moving forward because we are trying to bring more people back into the office. Um, but yeah, they've been thinking about holding um, annual training sessions, um, maybe even annual meetings where we fly people in, um, understanding what cost that would be to bring people together, looking at, we've even talked about local uh, meetings where if we have 10 people in BC, maybe there's a localized meeting where we go out there and we have them come to a central spot. Party planning committee? <laughs> I signed up for that. Yeah. Um, you know, like, but it's really difficult to understand if what we need until we we know what, when this pandemic is kind of going to. Right, what we can do. Yeah, yeah. So it's, you know, we can start bringing people back to the office, mm -hmm. but are we going to have to send them home? in a month if numbers keep rising in the pandemic, right? So, um, but there has been thought, we have some ideas and stuff, just have not like kind of pulled the trigger on it. No one get excited. No one get, yeah, no one get excited. <laughs> but there are things along the way, like I want to make, like, like Lori sends out um, little spring packages or fall packages to everybody and they get this little package in the mail and it's just some goofy little toys and stuff. Uh, but I've heard mold makers say that that was that made their day. Yes, it was one of the. It connects them. It connects them, right? A surprise, the recognition. Yeah, unexpected. yeah. It's We're, unexpected, and therefore it makes you. It makes you feel more seen. That's right. Because you didn't see it coming. No one told you it was coming, and it just appears. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you're reminded that you're a part of something. That's right. Yeah. I think the celebrate your journey. The things we're doing for recognition are going to help bring that culture together. Um, you know, there's the What's Up Wednesday that's still going, which I, I thought would have kind of fizzled out by now. Um, but that's the water cooler talk that you just don't get in the office when nobody's there. And um, but that's still going on. And um, I think it's just adjusting what we're doing and switching it up. That's going to keep our culture going in a hybrid you know, solution. Don't forget that we had two successful, amazing Christmas parties. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. like, those yes. were good too yeah yeah the driving around as santa claus with <laughs> the elves was um really fun and it made a lot of moments yes not just for our people but for kids in the cars when they saw Santa driving the truck. Well, I mean, that and the examples of Mary Manana driving stuff around, it's it's just more examples of you're not just a number, you're not just working for a company, you're a part of a family. Yes. And it's reinstating that, or 
instilling that um, on an ongoing basis when we can't be together, which I think is a perfect segue to now Mariam Ananas. Are you used to traditional customer service in the business of capturing your information, but not your hearts? Perhaps you're ready for the right person to listen or lend a helping hand. At TLS, we have everything you're looking for. Our moment makers are highly skilled individuals with your happiness and satisfaction in mind. Experience shows one minute with our moment makers will leave you feeling genuinely cared for, joyful and excited to talk with us again. What are you waiting for? TLS is ready to show you that people can treat people better and we can't wait to make your moment. My name is John. I'm a moment maker with TLS and I approve this message. You had to let go of seeing people in, in person, though it's very evident you didn't because you kept hunting people down at their homes. Yes. <laughs> if you would like to call it that. It's right on brand for <laughs> <Yeah>. you, too. <laughs> uh, so what did you find was the, was the number one thing that you had to let go of aside from that in-person component when diving into the culture remotely? I don't think it was something that, but I, I should also not say that there was nothing to, I think for me it was, okay, this happened, I need to absorb and move on. Like I didn't want it to, I think I had to let go of this stuff, like how do I feel about this or how is it impacting me? Um, I felt more important in a way of like switching myself to what do I need to do in order to keep the culture going. So. That was probably, I would say, let go, but as such, I don't think we have to let anything go as in such way, because the main thing for us was seeing them, and we wanted to grab to that, <laughs> grab on that and actually go with it. I think that for us, with Miriam and I, we have, we're of course different people, but we have a very similar mindset when it comes to a lot of things in life, and I think we both adapt easily to changes that come our way. I will complain more, but I will still adapt. <laughs> so just do it. Um, and we just, we kind of just embraced what was thrown at us, like to the entire world, everybody went through this together in a way, and we made the most out of it. So there was a lot that we had to shift to be even more close to the moment makers. And I can say that going our, on our drives, going around, um, it filled our days. You know, yeah. Even our weekends, because like, there was not much you could do. Everything was closed, there was not yeah. a dinner part, there's nothing. So it helped us fill our days and our lives too. It was very important to be part of a company where the culture is so big and crucial, I think for us to go through the pandemic. Yeah. Had we been working anywhere else, I don't think that Mary and I would have the same experience we had this past two years. Yeah. Well, I think that's I, so important too, because at least for me going through the first few months of the pandemic, it was, people compare it to being on vacation. Like you just, mm -hmm. there was nothing to do. So everyone was so excited to sleep in or just do nothing or watch everything on Netflix. Yeah. And I really struggled with just having no purpose. And yep. so I was still waking up at 7 a.m., still trying to find something to do. So it sounds like 
That was your purpose. I never worked yeah. on pajama pants on. I swear to God. <laughs> I always I get dressed up. You guys can come by. I think more than um, thinking of what to let go, it was more uh, about what can we hang on to, what can we save, what can mm-hmm. we like move and take with us rather than what should I let go type of thing. I think when our thought process was that, so maybe that's why it feels that we didn't have to let anything go. It's a very optimistic go. view. Yeah. But I think that we both have this. Mm-hmm. Thank the Lord. Yes. <laughs> Makes things easier. I, if I can give an advice, free one, I know that it's not always good. Just be optimistic because it helps. It makes you accept things and go with the flow. My uh, piece of advice was always, expect the worst, you'll never be disappointed. Oh my God. So <laughs> <laughs> my mother always tried to teach me. <laughs> no. Being positive is important, and I think not thinking about anything else is also... I'm not saying don't plan anything in life, but at the end of everything, you never know what's there for next day for you there. You may see a sunset, but there will be a sunrise for sure, too. Well, but you plan for the unexpected. So, like, I'm a planner, but you still have to plan for that contingency and to go with the flow because it's going to happen. It's same with like when we talk about yeah. priority management. You plan for slush time because you don't know what's going to happen. Yep. Mm-hmm. But when you plan for unexpected, then are you also factoring a surprise and amazing unexpected thing happening too or no? Like Merriman, I'm going to show you up at your door. <laughs> no, you don't because you don't expect yeah. it to happen. But that's what, I'm, that's what I'm trying to, I think, say I'm not saying don't plan for anything, but I'm also thinking that there should be a plan of like something, something amazing, unexpected is going to happen too. Yeah. So Why are we planning on a negative thing and not even thinking of like keeping an open what an amazing mind? Because I'm a pessimist, Mary. So keeping an open <laughs> mind is the thing. And and I was I was thinking about this and I was struggling to find an answer for what did we let go. This is. And I think it's because of the way that we see things. It's hard to think about what did we let go. We let go of a lot of things because of the pandemic, but you gained work-wise, I feel like we gained a lot. What would you say was your favorite or best discovery or realization that came out of running it remotely? I think the best part was that we did it. Yeah. It was a thing. It happened, I think, very quickly, and we had to make a plan to equip everybody who was in the office, making sure that they have the equipments and also procedures of, like, IT steps, what they can do not. I think that was the biggest thing, that, okay, we can even function remote. Because a lot of companies and a lot of places, they either they got shut down or people lost their jobs which our main focus was like how to keep going. I think that was the highlight of everything for me that it happened and we were successful. I don't even think we were down for a couple hours even. Like we just moved and everything functioned. That was a huge highlight for me. And I, I feel that the engagement from the leadership team to make it happen, um, so when I think of a company, a regular company, and I think about let's say the president of the company, I don't see the president of the company going around in a car to get screens and to get it to, I don't see that. And everybody was in that boat. Like Lori, Ramey, Steph, 
every single person that was working. Staples, we were all going buy. and organizing and making sure that everybody has what they what they need. And it would be very comfortable for someone to just say, "Okay, the team is going to do that," and just sit back and relax. But seeing all the leadership team hands-on doing stuff, that was amazing, and that. That's inspiring too. When I say that moment makers inspires us, I feel the leadership team and the way that they act in this type of situation, that's really cool. inspiring too. And gives us more energy and more. It's a common power. purpose. Like it doesn't feel like when you do something, when you, like everybody is aligned. Mm -hmm. Yes. I think when you have a same mission and you have the same purpose and you see the, um, efforts that it goes into the same place for the same mission, then it's not gonna be um, something unnatural. It feels part of you. And that's why I believe most of the time, because we have this, it never felt like we were working on, oh my God, who's gonna go there, what should we do? It was just an instant feeling of like, let's, it just started from, let's buy cake or Starbucks and let's go open the schedule yeah. and find out and look at everybody's address and drop stuff it was just instantly what should we do i'll take the starbucks yeah <laughs> you have a few times <laughs> but it, i feel that when you are part of a culture where everybody raises their hand when there's something to be done you will end up raising your hand too right if that's not just ingrained in you we will get there yeah. because that's what you see that's the example I mean, I wasn't there for that shift, but if we think about the Texas freeze last February, yeah. and I remember crying of just, like I was so touched to think of how many people from the leadership team, because I was a team lead at the time, Lori herself, like yes. anyone jumping in just to help because that our team was drowning. Yes. yes. Frozen in ice. So I don't wanna, <laughs> I can say that, I think there's something crazy about me, but the two or three days that I was up late uh, working with the team. Dispatching claims. Yes. It was, I think I liked the adrenaline, like I liked parachute or whatever, things like that. So I was, it was just so, I was tired, but I was very energized at the same time because it was so important and it was so nice that everybody was doing that. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah, it was amazing. Do you even see the team leads? Everybody had it was, their spirit it was, life. It was terrible. They and were laughing. I hope yeah. it doesn't happen again, but it but was fun. But at the same time, the focus was how can we go through this? Yeah. And Miriam slept collectively, what, three hours? In a Probably week? Yeah. yeah, I think so. <laughs> but I remember the day I finished one, and I was talking to Miriam on the phone, and I said, Miriam, I think I'm going to go to bed now because I'm afraid I'm going to start making mistakes <laughs> because I have to read everything again and again. Um, and if moment makers out there, you're going to understand what I'm saying. The ones that did, were working before Gen Cloud, I forgot to put myself and gone home. And I got another interaction as I was climbing into bed. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to come back to finish. And it's like, oh, God, please. I think the highlight. Please don't let me make a mistake here because I was so tired, tired at this point. But I find that it's so impressive. Yes. And engaging and energizing to have everybody working mm -hmm. like that. 
Yeah, I think the highlight of Texas Freeze for me was that one of the moonmakers reached out to me. So <laughs> I was going to say. I think the system is hacked or somebody's using Lori Deed's ID. <laughs> and I was like, no, it's not. It was like, I'm telling you, I'm seeing Lori Deed's name dispatching claims. I was like, yes, she is. Are you sure? I was like, yes, she's in the queue. She's helping. And then she was like, oh, so this is not fake? I was like, no, 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 it is. Lori that who's doing it and then she was like so the Lori Deeds is in the queue I said yes just go through it she's helping us and, and they were so amazed with it yeah yeah I remember listening to one of her calls because I was going to do a, like a fake um, for April Fool's I was going to do like a fake quality assessment for her <laughs> I didn't, um, but no, it was just I like... I like my job, I didn't do it. <laughs> but <laughs> but right to your point of just, you don't expect the leader of a company no. to jump in, and it's like to actually hear her go, my name is Lori, I'm calling from the Paul Davis. Like, yes. it's just... Yeah, Steph, Ramey, yeah. Becky, everybody, like on herself, like, they were just in the queue, and it was, things were happening left, right, and center, and I was just looking at the queue, and it... I think the um, interesting part was that it was 900 and something, and then we used to bring it to 300 and something and then, yeah. by 3 a.m., and then the next morning crew would come, it's again 7, 8, 900, yeah. and it was like, holy. Liberty Mutual opened up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the spirit of the team is commendable. Mm-hmm. I still say this, that uh, I am so proud of the team, um, the positivity, the laughters. Um, I still remember that there were times that we created groups, other team uh, members from other teams yes. that they volunteered Our to learn very quickly, stormtroopers, that they were learning qu- and quickly we were just establishing classes like Becky would have opened a Zoom, create an ID, this is what you're going to do, boom, 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 and they were all like getting in the queue and um, the team lead like Zainab was the main um, uh, point at that time because there were a lot of student uh, mm-hmm. storm, uh, troopers that they came in and then we would throw staff back at Zainab can you double check because they have this question like they had to look everywhere mm-hmm. it was a I know that it was like we talk about it as in like what happened because it, it was a very crazy thing that happened but um, I think it brought us more closer yes it made us realize that we can do even bigger things and better yes um, it also set us up for success in future, yes. like whether it was tech outages for a period yes. of time, whether yes. it's a hurricane, like we just realized what we're able to take on yes. multitasking. Yeah. At its finest. Yeah. Yeah. Like during pandemic, I would have never expected Texas freeze. Like, come on, yes. it's pandemic. <laughs> we already nice got COVID. The largest state just froze. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's the third thing? Yeah. <laughs> But it all, it all relates back to entirely the point of this conversation is that they felt a part of something. So yes. we yes. built a culture that promotes them feeling a part of mm-hmm. this family that they want to help. Yes. It's not us saying, okay, you must work overtime. Mm-hmm. You absolutely need to do this. We're not treating them like a number. No. It was yeah. just volunteer. They, they were sending messages, the checking on the Paul Davis team. Power things like and I remember moving because from Cal and Serta. I remember so crying because you wouldn't let me work more hours. The amount of people <laughs> that came from other teams that were wanting to be part of this, wanting to help, that was yes, yep. But that's even the best part of the culture. And all of them, I think. I think that most of the stormtroopers that we had, they were hired remotely. Yes, I think the only one that was not 
was Isabel. Isabel, yes. The all rest of the other ones, they were all hired remote. remote, and they all volunteered to this. They all yeah. came to ask. Like, Amanda messaged me before we even started this, saying, I see that PT is drowning. What can we do? Yeah, yeah like checking the weather, following up. Like, it was incredible to see them to show they that much of care and attention. And Amanda, <clears throat> prime example, anytime a hurricane hit after that, she was the first one to message, what do can we, I do? Yes, Please yes. let me know if I can yes. help. I, I think, think she's tried to abandon your ship. <laughs> yeah, I see that. But I think she's a good captain. I'm cap- not going to let I think it she's a good captain. She can take care of a few ships and can do yes. like shifts in different ships. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? So I'm a, I'm one of those people that I get really scared if, or, or anxious or nervous if there's a new thing because it's unexpected. I'm, I'm very much the planner, plan for the, the expected and hope the unexpected doesn't happen. So I'm never good with an unexpected thing. So a pandemic hits, we have to shift entirely that 27 hour day of setting up remote success, which is phenomenal. And now you have to start to figure out how to engage people, whether it's communicating or making them feel a part of the culture or just making them feel like the family that they felt when they're in the office. So did you guys ever feel scared or was there any um, apprehension that went into it? Like, how did you overcome any fear about an unexpected? Um, I don't don't say this just because I have to say this. I am not afraid of change, and I think because I have been through a lot of changes very quickly from a very young age, um, so I've never been so familiarized and like kind of attached to one place forever. I am. I think I am prepped for like you never know what's going to happen, but I'm also thinking always like it's going to be something exciting. Um, again, with <clears throat> pandemic, I am not a person who believes. Well, who believes at that time that I can work from home? That was like something absolutely no-no for me. <laughs> like it was just like absolutely not. It was just not going to happen. But just but the exciting part of it, like I had no idea that I could survive and actually function so positively um, working in a situation that it was not my favorite thing or it was not my thing. Like I would say that that I. If you'd have asked me before pandemic, I would look absolutely not. I can never function from home. So again, like I said before, you never know what's the best part that's going to happen. I found a new me that I know how to work from home also. Look at uh, you go. Yeah. I, I was just talking, I think it was Oriana and Seamus, and Seamus had said something of like nothing good came out of the pandemic. And Oriana's like, well, and you know, I begged to differ. I had some good experiences. And there you go, something it came out of your pandemic. I would say that it is in our nature to just face what comes our way, like we were talking earlier. Uh, and I think that one thing that was very, the entire company having um, the same view and culture and it's all ingrained in us, it all was positive. But the fact that Merriam and I worked so closely together since the beginning, and we do have this very similar view in life on how to go about things and changes and how to adapt and adjust. I think that was very important. Of like course. we were pretty much a support person for each other. Yes, that's <laughs> true. No, that's that very happened. true. 
Um, it was a year that I, it, what, the past two years, I believe, were not easy for anyone. And we all had to learn a lot and adjust a lot. But I don't think that, I don't, it's not that we were not afraid of anything, but we are blessed, I would say, with the ability to focus on the things we actually have control over. If I start focusing on things I have no control over, I'm going to lose it. And so spiral. I really I put my energy into things I can control. So I can control the calls. I can I have control over driving to someone's to drop something, what I'm choosing for that person or how I'm conducting a conversation and I feel that that was really important for us. Yes. Cuz it's not that we're not afraid of anything or concerned. We all had concerns. The whole working from home, how is this going to work? Oh my God, what's going to happen here? Uh, I had the part of, oh my God, when I'm going to see my family. Like there was a lot yes. for all of us. But focusing on what we actually can control, I think helped us and always helps us. Yes, I agree. Um, at the same time, I feel like I recognize how important it is to plan, mm -hmm. but I think based on my experience in life, I get more excited when things will happen on the spot because I think I'm pretty good and I actually enjoy that moment when something out of the blue comes that you're not yeah. prepared and you have no control over it. Mm -hmm. I do understand when people want to plan things to go through things, but I think I'm equipped in a way of like, if I plan everything and I know everything, I think eventually I will enjoy the result of it, but I think somewhat way on the way, I'm like, I know everything that now I want to do this, now I want to do this, and this is gonna happen, and this is the result that I'm expecting. Right. Whereas if something happens and if I go through, through it and then conquer it, that has a different, um, like that will give me a different happiness altogether. Well, you're learning something out of it. Yes. So my last question for you both, and this is the heavy one. You've enjoyed this, don't lie. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my um, God. What's your favorite part today of living TLS at home or from home? Let me rephrase that. Not rephrase that. Let me redo that. What's your favorite part today? Uh, about living TLS? Um, my favorite part, and I think we probably will share the same idea, and maybe hers is going to be always fancier than me. Um, <laughs> I feel the connection of what we have built with people that they were hired and are still in remote, and there are different cities. The connection that we have, the knowledge that they have captured all through all this time to see their families in our huddles or cheer something like those things are just mind-blowing to me like for instance when we were in campfire i believe that it was emma's, emma's husband, husband yeah. who came and joined us at the chair or they share their pictures or their pets are coming on our campfire or their family members kids that is my favorite part because we achieved this remote it was yeah. not even a day off like hi hello as in like face-to-face -face in the same place to actually have lunch with them or something. Yes, we have tried to go like as far as like sometimes that we make plans to go far, like we have been to like Barry. Sadbury, Barry, like yeah. we have not gone to BC, you know, stuff like that yet. Yet. We always, yet. yes. <laughs> We're planning it. Uh, but um, 
that's the biggest thing that I love and nothing can be bigger than that. Yeah, yeah so I think that that's it. It's the connection and the possibility. We know way more people now. We met so many yes. people from different places. One thing that's beautiful about Canada and being uh, here at TLS is the amount of people with different backgrounds that we get to meet and we get to learn from them. And it just got wider. We just have more and more of this. So that is, and creating those real connections. Yes. And now the good thing is that we're actually inside their homes. So yeah. before we would never have a parent or a husband or a family member come in one of our calls to see our cheer. Or like even they a pet. Would, they would yes. know that, or even a pet. They would know that it's a moment maker. They would know about things that we do because it was always, I know that as a moment maker, I would go home and I would call my mom in Brazil to tell her about things that happened and how things are and how excited I was. But it's different now because now we are there. We're part of right. it. Like we just expanded yes. into their real families, not only their work families. And that's very nice. Mm -hmm. It's a new level of connection. Yes, it's true, very true. Like there are family members that they know us now when they yeah. join something like by name or now by face. I think those are very unique experiences that we can take with us for a long time. Yeah. Thanks to pandemic. I think my favorite part is that we got a whole new pet family out of it. Yes. Because we never had yes. that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The fact that like I can talk to Amanda and be like, how's Indy? And we only yeah. know about Indy because... Yeah, of the, the fact that you created the leashes for all the pets, and then we sent yes. those. Like this is all like beautiful moments of the pandemic that we can actually look back. That's what I'm saying. That because we were so focused on like let's do, let's do, let's let's go do yeah. this, do this. That um, when you sit back and you think about things, and it's like I never enjoyed that moment, but we did this. Oh, we did a lot. Yeah, that's why I don't. Uh, Normally, well, I enjoy these sessions that we do because I'm like, it's like a therapy, and then she's forcing us to go backwards <laughs> and think what happened. I'm like, oh, I just don't want to talk it's about like my therapy. feelings. <laughs> and to think, I was just gonna say we should do this more often. Yes, yes. <laughs> but I think, but it is important, and it is important for it is important for us to recognize everything that happened to absolutely to take mm -hmm. the time to reflect and to learn because there are things that maybe we could have done better. Um, but there was a lot that was just so wonderful. Yeah. There's a lot for us to reflect and learn from the past two years. Yeah. Also, the amount of moment makers that they have hired remote, like it's also the credit goes to them too, that how engaged and how genuinely they wanted to get engaged, like the way they adapted everything and learned everything and felt also part of it. Like we did our part too, but of course they reciprocated too. And yeah. I think those are the good moments to celebrate. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Thank you, ladies. Thank My you. My pleasure for the therapy. How much should I pay you next time? I'll send you an invoice. Okay, bye. <laughs> okay, bye. I hope these conversations give you a look into the company we are, the people we are, and just how much we care about each other and our successes. And I mean it, we should do this more often. I love sitting down to share and capture these stories. I swear we can't make these things up. 
I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Thank you for joining us. This was our 30th episode, and I am so happy to have you all along for the ride. Have a great week, and we'll see you next Monday. Sometimes you need someone there for support. Sometimes